Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP, the only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is the podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Welcome back to another solo episode of Digging Into the Pet Industry. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and I am so excited that you guys are here today. This is another installment of our Pet Industry 101 series, and this is really geared towards people that are thinking about going into the pet industry. Maybe you just started out. Maybe you're in a different couple of careers in the pet industry, and you're still trying to figure that ideal pet business or career path that you want to take. So I hope that you listen in. I'm going to give you some pointers, some information on this podcast. And it is a little bit of a shorter episode, but stay till the end because I'm going to tell you where you can get one of our documents and workbooks that will really help you figure out what you want to do. So finding that perfect career in the pet industry often comes with trial and not necessarily error, but you may try a different few different careers or take on different jobs, figuring out what it is that you want to do. You're excited about the pet industry. You're passionate about working with pets and people that are passionate about working with pets. But it might take some time to figure out what you absolutely love to do and want to do. You may find that your pet industry career will hop around for a few years. One, you'll hop around for experience, right? And two, to figure out what you are best at and what you can see yourself doing for years to come. And I think that is really common with people in the pet industry. Over the years, as I've interviewed people, we all have a very similar background, regardless if you're coming from different areas. And what I mean by that is a lot of people have tried different careers in the pet industry. Maybe they were a dog trainer, then a pet sitter. Now they own a retail store. Like sometimes there's an evolution to the process of where they get in the pet industry. There's a very big commonality in that. One, I think it's because you might be excited just to work with dogs or that you really are excited about learning something new or you've done something for a long time and now you're ready for what's next. Some people stay in the career that they were in the entire time, but they're still going to evolve and learn. So while you are figuring that out, you are going to have evolution and growth in your chosen career. But career hopping in the pet industry, it can be exhausting. And it can also be exhausting if you are a pet business owner for your audience. I talked about figuring out how to find your ideal audience. But if you're constantly changing what you do and what you offer, that can also be confusing. So think about that as you are figuring out what you want to do. So for years, I spoke at 
a couple of different shows. You might have heard of them, Super Zoo, Global, other areas. And in a couple of different sessions, I've asked some questions and I'm going to go through the questions. Because I think a lot of times people are like, I want to work in the pet industry. I only want to work with pets. I want to be a hands-on person with pets versus working with people. You might work with pets, but you inevitably might end up working with people. So it might not seem like something that is important to think about, but it can be a really big determining factor in what you want to do as a career in the pet industry or what you want to offer as your pet business services and all the things. So I will explain. So for example, when I was at SuperZoo in a room full of about 100 attendees and one of my speaking sessions there, I asked how many people in here got into the pet industry because they wanted to work with pets. 100% of the hands went up. Everybody's hand went up. Then I asked, how many people here got into the pet industry to work with people? And in that room of about 100 people, four hands went up. And I was like, okay, now you have to understand that room was mostly retailers, maybe a few pet product manufacturers, uh, sprinkled in and some groomers, but mostly retailers. So their hands really should have gone up for both questions, in my opinion, right? You got into the pet industry because of your love of pets and you want to work with pets. But if you got into retail or grooming or doggy daycare, you are going to be dealing with people, right? As part of your business. Retail is direct one-on-one -on -one contact with customers all day long, right? You have to love retail. You're going to be working with employees, creating that team, and you have to love your customers and you might have to deal with some annoying customers along the way, right? So I was kind of dumbfounded when I asked that question because I'm like, everybody in here is the majority is retail. I believe I went through the room also and said, how many people, you know, what is your business? Are you a retailer? Are you a groomer? Which I do in a lot of my sessions just to get a feel for the audience. And that room was majority retail. So the fact that everybody's hand went down when they wanted to, when I asked the question about working with people in the pet industry as a retailer, they might be reevaluating their career choice, right? So I think that's something that you really have to think about. Do you want to be a hands-on person working with pets? Maybe you want to be a pet sitter and you just want to, you know, be a dog walker, stay at people's houses, and you might have to have some interaction if you are running a business with the clients and the customers, right? That's normal. Uh, but perhaps you're working for a pet sitting company and your interaction with the customers and clients is ha handled by that pet sitting company. That might be more up your alley to just work with pets, right? So you really have to think about it. You know, the other thing is there are so many career choices now. When I started out or when I had that dream as a young kid that I wanted to do something in the pet industry, I don't even think we called it the pet industry back then. Most of us at my age range, there were not a lot of examples of women working in the pet industry, veterinarians and a groomer. Um, I did not know any female dog trainers at the time when I was a kid. So as a kid, I said, oh, I want to be a vet because that seemed like the only career option where I could work with pets and, you know, have that dream career. And then I, as I got older, I found out what veterinarians had to do and the wherewithal. And I was like, heck no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, that wasn't really medical. It wasn't my area of interest. And of course, we love our veterinarians. But 
Um, you know, and I've spoken to so many people over the years that they had that same story. Well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a vet because there were no career choices. Now in the pet industry, we are so fortunate that if you're just entering the pet industry, there are so many things that you can do in the pet industry, whether you want to work for a business or if you want to have your own business, regardless if you only want to work with pets or if you want to work with pets and people, there are so many career options. So, you know, that can actually be a little overwhelming, right? If you truly don't want to work with people and you're a retailer, going back to the retailers, front of store retail may not be for you. If the store is big enough, let's let's say you can be an office manager there or human resources, or perhaps you're in the back doing inventory and you love doing all of that. You may find a career in retail that is not dealing with customers, but that's usually for larger scale retail chains or stores. Uh, maybe you're just working in their corporate part portion of their business. And that's okay too. You're still in the pet industry. You're still working with pets and dealing with that, but that might be more your thing that you want to do that. If you really love working with people and pets and having people come into your store, being in that mom and pop type of pet retail, groomer, doggy daycare may be right up your alley. Let's say you want to be a dog trainer, right? You just want to be that hands-on dog trainer and not have to deal with customers or clients in terms of running your own business. Like you just want to train dogs. That's your passion. That's what you're really good at. That's what you excel at. That's what you went to school for, maybe you did an apprentice, you may want to look for a position within an animal rescue or nonprofit that you are one of their dog trainers or the head dog trainer within or within an established dog training center where you are an employee teaching classes, but you don't have the day-to-day running of the business. Those are really great options. I know many dog trainers who thrive in those options. Did you know that there are over 70 pet business events, conferences, and trade shows in the pet industry every year in the United States? Since 2013, we have been compiling and sharing those events with our sought-after pet industry events calendar. It's our gift to the industry. Grab yours today by going to AmericanPetProfessionals.com forward slash pet events calendar and let us know what industry event you will be at. So. Don't think that if you're a dog trainer or you want to become a dog trainer, that you have to have your own business. That might be a dream of yours, but once you realize all of the ins and outs of running a business, dealing with people, dealing with customers, dealing with employees, maybe working for a re- uh, excuse me, maybe working for a dog training facility and animal rescue might be something that's more up your alley. So I knew somebody who went to dog training school, did an apprentice with a dog trainer, was a really excellent dog trainer, but this person did not like dealing with customers. They were frustrated with the customers not following through, not doing their dog training at home, that doggy homework and so forth. And they did not like running their own pet business. That aspect of it frustrated them. So I think after a year or two, they decided to stop dog training and went back to school to become a nurse, which is like one opposite end of the spectrum to the other, right? So I think that you really have to figure that out. If you're interested in becoming a dog trainer and you go to dog training school, I would highly recommend finding a dog training facility or dog trainer near you with the model of dog training that you like and become an apprentice. 
and always go back for continued ed. That's my personal opinion on that. I think that would really help you as a dog trainer become really well-rounded. So sometimes it doesn't work out for your own pet business, right? Like the nurse, my friend, the nurse example. But I would say to you, as you're listening to this, as you're thinking about what you want to do in the pet industry is to do your research when it comes to different careers or businesses in the pet industry and find out what you really like, what really lights you up and what you're really good at. You can even ask friends, which might be difficult, like, hey, what do you guys think of me as the go-to person for when it comes to the pet industry? Or, you know, when you're thinking about me, what like five topics come to hand, (laughs) come to your head? You can ask those questions because it might be stuff that you're not even thinking about. I will tell you when I was first starting out and I was thinking about like, I wanted to be in the pet industry. I was reading the magazines um, in the late 90s, guys, um, and really thinking like I wanted to do something in the pet industry. My career was in television production, which I loved, but I really wanted to do something in the pet industry. I couldn't figure out what it was that I wanted to do. I thought maybe I wanted to open a doggy daycare. And at the time, I went into Manhattan and the few that were here local to Long Island at the time just went in and like asked questions. And some of them I may have acted like I was interested in, you know, what they, if I was dropping my dog off there just to get the rundown. And after learning like the hours at a doggy daycare and the responsibility and liability, it wasn't for me. I know some people really thrive in it, but I did my research. I did a good six months of like going to places, researching, looking up into that because I thought maybe that was something that I wanted to do. And I am so glad that I did because I really decided that I didn't want to do it. I would take it to the next step if you're listening to this is get a job at one of those doggy daycare centers if that's something that you're interested in. I always wanted to open a retail store. I still am a little jealous of my retail friends because I love the retail aspect of owning a pet store. And that was also a thought, maybe I'll be a retailer, maybe I'll be a pet retailer. And one summer I worked at a friend of mine's pet boutique for the summer. And I really did love it, but I didn't know if I wanted to that to be my full-time gig. I was also doing public relations on the side. I was also creating our networking organization. So I was doing a bunch of things, teaching a responsible dog ownership class. I also did pet sitting, um, dog training, but not as a dog trainer. Like I had pet sitting clients. I ended up training their dogs, like stuff like that. You know, but uh, research, I used to sell no corn, no soy dog treats back in the day. Like I did a lot of things figuring it out. And so if you're at that point where you're like, I like to do a lot of things, it's okay to be like that. You have to figure out what it is that you want to do and what's really going to light you up. So as I was saying, we're very fortunate that there are so many different ways that you can work in the pet industry, either as an employee, owning your own business. I believe the possibilities are endless. We happen to have a workbook and guide that you can download to help figure out uh, what you want to do in the pet industry. I will link it in the show notes for you. I think it'll really help. It's a few pages. You'll get to uh, write down like your feelings, answer some questions. There's a lot of different things in this workbook that will say, hey, if you want to work just with people, here's some career opportunities. If you want to work with just pets, here's some ideas for you. So after this episode, go into our show notes and download that and start working at figuring out what it is, what you want to do. 
One of the things that is really cool is that we have members of American Pet Professionals that have fully come up with their own niche for their pet business that is super inspiring. And there are many ways that you can marry your past experiences that may not necessarily be pet. Perhaps you have a corporate background, but you want to work with pet businesses. So you can marry those experiences to your new pet career or business. We have many members that have done that and are having successful careers with creating their own niche, creating new businesses that maybe didn't exist in the past that now exist. So if you're ever thinking like, I want to do this, but I want to use some of the experience that I've had in my corporate life, you can absolutely figure out a way to marry it. It's really fun to see. And I get really inspired when I meet somebody new that has done that in the past taking their past experiences and their new passion for working with pets and what they can offer, whether even if it's B2B, business to business, or if it's something that they're offering pet parents, it's a really cool thing to see. So I will leave you with this. Try not to get discouraged when you're figuring out your own path in the pet industry. You really want to take your time to learn and apply what you learn to your new business or your new career. And give your business a chance to be a business. So figuring out that path to what you want to take is going to take time. I did a lot of lot of things over the years. And every pet professional that has been in business or has a career for 10, 15, 20 years, they all have that varied background in the pet industry. I would say for the most part. It's rare that I meet somebody that is just like, well, I wanted to do this and I became that. That's usually veterinarians. Sometimes it's dog trainers. But most people that I interview or speak to have varied backgrounds in the pet industry. And I think that's just going to make your business stronger. So really give yourself the time to learn, like I said, and look to see what else is out there that you can learn from. If you're really like super focused on a certain type of dog training or you want to have a certain type of retail store, do your research. There's probably a YouTube video about it or a training webinar that you can take. You know, there's something out there that can help you. I will also say that often I see pet pros flip-flop from career to career, offering different services for different services because, you know, they maybe what they were offering at work first didn't work out as quickly as they wanted. So now they're on to the next thing. And I think that can be a little confusing for your audience. I'm not saying you can't do that. Of course, you can do whatever you want in your business. But I think you got to give something some time to work. When I first started doing public relations for pet businesses, it took me a while to figure out those policies, procedures, to figure out clients that I really wanted to work with and, oh, I don't want to do that type of PR or that is not something that lights me up. You know, you have to figure that out as you go and that's going to take time. So you know, if you're frustrated or if you're like, I thought this was going to take off faster, nothing really takes off that fast. It's rare that you see somebody having that super overnight success. It's always going to take some time. So give yourself some grace to learn, some grace to get those clients and get your information out there and start, stay with offering the services that you start with. Don't start with one and then six months later, oh, and now I'm an expert in this. It will make, your customers' heads or your ideal audience kind of spin and it might make them less want to hire you because you're offering too many things at once. For example, when I did public relations, I only did public relations. I did not offer advertising. I did not offer 
social media public relations. Some firms and some PR people do. I had no interest in doing that. And I only handled getting you in the news. That was it. Sharing your story, getting you on TV, podcasts, blogs, magazines. That is the crux of the PR that I did. I did not handle any of those other things. And I actually had it written into my contract with clients so that they would know that, so that they wouldn't expect, you know, oh, I thought you did our social media too. I was very clear about it. And that really worked for my business model at the time. I did PR for the pet industry for about 14 years. So it was quite a long time. So if you're also somebody that's listening and you are working full time, maybe you don't like your job that you have, you're not in the pet industry, you have perhaps a side hustle or a dream or a plan that you want to get into, you know, full time with the pet industry, make sure that your side hustle in the pet industry or your dream job or business can sustain you financially before taking the leap, before taking that leap, or at the very least, have a plan as you leap, because it's very inspiring to see what other people are doing and seeing just the shiny part of it on social and not realizing how hard they're working in the background, how many long hours there are, and taking that leap if you're not at that point where your job can sustain you may be something that it can be harder to become successful. I'm not saying don't take the leap because I think many of us should take the leap. Um, I took the leap a couple of times. I still take leaps in my career, but I don't take them without having a plan. And, you know, like I said, give yourself time to grow that business. Give yourself time to figure it out what it is that you want to do. And if you're a dog trainer for five years and you decide, I love working with dogs, but this isn't what I want to continue to do, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You don't have to stick to the same career. Just really figure out a plan. You know, maybe you're a dog trainer for five years and now you have a really fabulous product invention for something that you haven't seen out there. I've met many people that have done that and become successful with that and are no longer dog trainers. So you are going to evolve in the pet industry. I think that's kind of a really cool thing about one of our industry that there's so many things that you can do. So working in the pet industry is really a wonderful place to be. And I wish you so much luck and success in your endeavors and figuring out what it is that you want to do. And you can always reach out to us on our podcast, leave us a comment or a review and let us know what it is that you did decide to do. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guest and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Want to know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, pet pros, until our next show, take care and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.